Married with Channels, a podcast with a married couple talking TV and shit and movies. <laughs> Mostly TV. Yeah. I'm Moose. That's Jody. Hi. We're married. We are. We have children. We do. You might hear one of them banging around upstairs here. Yep. Super fun. And uh, this week we're talking about a couple of um, a couple of um, documentaries. Yeah. Kind of, sort of. I love that category. I I love documentaries. I'm just so nerdy like that, though. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to one that uh, I thought was very different from a documentary that you're accustomed to. Sure. It's interesting. There's so many different ways you can do a documentary, but let's just get right into it. Um, also, this uh, podcast brought to you by Honey. Go to joinhoney.com slash married. We'll have more info on that come up a little bit. We start with New York Times presents. Framing Britney Spears. Framing Britney Spears. The title's a little off. I know. I wanted to say it's Britney, bitch. Well, that'd be a little, that'd be a little too. <laughs> I know. But that's, too coy. I know. Too, but every time we talk about Britney, it's Britney, bitch. Like, I know. You just have to. I don't know. You just have to. Like, well, that's a big, big thing for me. <laughs> that was that was mentioned at least twice during the uh, during the episode. What's interesting is I thought this was like a full feature length documentary. I didn't realize it was a uh, an episode of New York Times presents their right kind of documentary series. Right, and that's fine. Uh, I almost prefer that. But interesting stuff about Britney Spears. I knew I remember hearing about the conservatorship. Yes, with her and her dad, and I. If anything, what I got, what I took away from that is she's a more sympathetic character. Like back in the day when that it all went down, when she shaved her head and the umbrella bashing against the car for, you know, photograph. Yeah. It just like seemed like, oh, look at this crazy broad. You know, I, I kind of lumped her in with, with some of the other train wrecks of that time period. You know, you had a lot of, a lot of girls that were just going out, partying it up and just kind of making some poor choices. And so I kind of lumped her into that yeah. group. Like you Paris know? Hilton and all yeah, that. Yeah, and like Lindsay well, Lohan. And and it didn't help that she was caught going out with them a couple of times. Right. Sometimes all three of them together. Right. Exactly. But yeah, I, I watched this and, you know, I just felt bad for her. And even, even like as that was happening in our, in our lifetime, you know, after the crazy umbrella thing and shaving her head stuff, you know, you, I was still kind of rooting for her to, to, to get it together and get back to performing, get back to being Britney Spears, you know? So yeah. you kind of wanted her to succeed. I didn't kind of write her off as, uh, here's just another train wreck that's, that's done with her success full life, you know? Yeah, no, agreed. I, um, and I also f pulled away from this a newfound appreciation of her talent. You know, we were talking oh, yeah. about this early in the sh in the in the documentary. Yeah, how she could actually sing. She very much you know, can. I I've always thought all you've ever heard, at least I've heard, since 1998 or whatever, is you know the oh baby baby the real I'm a sex pot little bubblegum pop yeah. stuff yeah. But when she was a little kid, belting it out on Star Search and yeah. in the mall stuff yeah, she was she's actually a good singer. I I read somewhere and I I can't recall where it was, but I read an interview at one point in time that they kind of forced her to tame her voice, just kind of yeah, kind of sing in that kind of baby doll voice style, you know, just not, it never, they never really allowed her to perform 
as she had always done her whole life and really yeah. kind of shine with that big, powerful voice. And so, yeah, you're kind of, kind of, I was kind of sad by that. Like you wonder what, what could have been, could she have been an even bigger recording artist and, and performer, you know, could she have been happier maybe? I don't know. And what's interesting is she was, uh, you know, soon after she hit the scene, you had your Christina Aguilera, who a lot of people said, oh, she's the real singer. Yeah. And she's a great singer, but yeah. it's almost like that made Britney look worse. Yeah. Because she, Christina Aguilera's like, <laughs> and you got to imagine she probably is like kicking herself and any management producers who told her to stifle it and do the bubblegum crap. It's like, see, this yeah. shit works. Yeah. Talent and good singing actually works. Yeah. Yep. And I wish I could find that article, that interview again about that particular part where they kind of had her tone down her voice a little bit, but yeah, I don't know. It's, you know, you're new to the business. You want to, you think these people know what they're doing. You think they probably, you know, probably know what they're doing when they give you that advice you know well but. yeah i guess but look it worked out for her for i mean for the most part uh also taken away from this documentaries her dad kind of seems like a crumb bum yeah i mean i i anytime i hear if i don't know anything about a person a celebrity and i find out their parent is their legal guardian now, even though they're over 30 or they're conservator, whatever, yeah. controlling their state? All I think is, oh, they're just trying to get their money. Well, and he was not a big supporter in her life for a really big chunk of it. Yeah, he wasn't really there. Yeah. Right? Yep. And so for him to just come back and be like, OK, I'm taking over now. That's, that's yeah. pretty suspect to me. Well, that and the fact that he's had a string of failures, a yeah. gym, uh, I want to say like a coffee shop or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like two or three failed businesses. And Which is fine. I mean, people fail it, at business. Yeah. That's not Nine really, out of ten fail, right? Yeah, that's not really a deciding factor for me. The, the, the biggest part for me is absence. If you're absent or not supportive yeah. and then all of a sudden you want a piece of the pie, mm-mm. <laughs> nope. But... I mean, you think at some point, whoever the judge was that signed on to the conservatorship would have said, wait, you were absent of her life for the first, we'll say, 15 years. So I think a lot of that had to do with counsel that she was allowed to hire. She wasn't even allowed to hire the lawyer that she wanted to. It was a court appointed one, you know, Yeah. Um, because they said, oh, she's not fit to and, and whatnot. The interesting thing for me is all the testimonials from very close people in that inner circle saying that she was very much in control of her career. Like that is really admirable yeah. of her as a person to be that young and to be in charge and to be on top of all of her deals and her endorsements and, and all of that. You know, hmm. it, it, it was I didn't really know that at the time. You know, you just think she probably has good people around her handling all that stuff. See, what I I thought she kind of came across um, a little s not stupid. Um, I, I you know, so kind of what I was getting at is I could see where she might need a conservatorship. I just don't think her dad was the right person for it. I disagree. You I don't, don't think she needed that at all. You don't think she was kind of lacking in intelligence? No, and. I 
I, I don't think that at all. I, I don't think so. I, I didn't get any lack of intelligence in listening to her talk at all. So what I got, what really stuck out for me is a lot of times when she was asked questions, she would reply with, ew. Okay, because of the nature of the questions, let's talk about that. I was going to bring that up anyway. The questions that they were asking her are, are just ridiculous. And honestly, they would not fly in today's world and society after, you know, the whole yeah. Me Too and stuff. You know, it just the ridiculousness of it. You don't see interviewers asking other pop stars if they're a virgin other or if dudes. they got their boobs done or any of those like uncomfortable sexual questions like that would make anybody uncomfortable yeah in an interview yeah you know even yeah i don't know i just i felt like all of that was highly inappropriate and really unfair yeah you know no it was and it's interesting boy looking back you're like wow People were asking those questions. Exactly. And how are you supposed to answer intelligently when you're probably caught a little off guard and uncomfortable? It's almost like, I don't want to say it's it's sexual harassment, but it kind of is. It's uncomfortable questions. And, you know, how do you, in the moment, you're kind of embarrassed and like, really, why are you asking that? And how are you supposed to form an intelligent response to that, you know? What I don't get is why her publicist didn't tell diane sawyer or whoever like okay yeah britney interview sure don't ask about sex stuff or yeah any sex with anybody you know i mean maybe they just thought with a you know a, a journalist with diane sawyer's caliber no that it would not be an issue i don't know that's a fail that well, is a big fail like maybe you, if you have somebody of the magnitude of uh you know, Britney Spears at yeah. the time, who is probably the top pop star. Yeah. You know, you are going to be. If, if publicist's job is to do that, it's like, hey, Diane, we're looking forward to the interview. Just to, just a reminder, don't ask her about sex and the virgin stuff. You know, that's a deal breaker. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I mean, maybe the people around her failed in that department, but even still shame on all of those journalists. That was it. It just was painful to watch. And. You know, you. I don't know why, you know, all all of that was kind of fired upon her. I think a lot of it, too, had to do with parents at the time. A lot of parents were like, Ugh, this Disney Channel star is now so slutty and I don't approve for my child. And it's like, OK, well, they're all going to grow up sometime. Hello. Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Go for it. You know, I could see almost why they're asking these questions of her. Because, you know, at the time, she, all we know of Britney Spears, uh, at the time, mm -hmm. underline, is that she is a, you know, come look at my sexy body. I'm singing about, you know, dating and banging. So that's kind of what she's, that's her, that's her, her world, you um. know? But it was a lot of stars world at that time. You, and I just feel like she just got fired on. Like, mm. you know, like they just came at her cannons blazing there because it wasn't just her. It was kind of. There's a child scream. Uh. <laughs> it was kind of, uh, you know. I mean, all of them. I mean, Christina Aguilera did that with the Dirty album. I mean, 
they were all kind of like, look at us. We're grown up now. We're half clothed, you know? Yeah. You know, I think it's just a, an example of a different time. It seems like these days, the pop stars, your Ariana Grande's, I'm not going to mention Cardi B or Meg Thee Stallion because no, that's a whole, that's different, a whole thing. different thing. Yeah. But like the, the run of the mill pop stars, yeah, you know, they don't like, correct me if I'm wrong. It could be way off. They don't like say, oh yeah, baby, come slap my ass tonight. Well, Britney wasn't doing that either. Not literally that, but she was, okay. she had the like form fitting vinyl okay, I'm outfit sorry. for Do toxic. You, have you seen Ariana Grande? Uh, I've seen a little bit. Okay. I mean, she was a Disney Channel star too, but she is not getting heat for being grown up and talking about things and her music mm. and in her art or the clothes that she's wearing. Like, I just feel like it's maybe a little bit different time now. Like, people probably aren't going to ask her, are you a virgin? You know, because it's just wrong to do that. Like, yeah. There's a lot of screaming going on. I know. Do I need to go check on them? I'm going to check the camera. Okay. We'll check the security camera. Okay. Checking the security camera. We have to monitor our children all the time. Yes, we do. Because they are horrible little humans. What? No, they're not. Stop it. Don't say that. No. Um, let's see. The Britney Spears documentary. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. it was a different time. You know, that shit won't fly now. Yeah. You know, I if the Diane Sawyer of today asks Ariana Grande, are you a virgin? She'd be canceled. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's not wrong that she'd be canceled. There's a certain amount of, I'd at least suspend her. I don't know about cancel. Yeah. But, you Reprimand. know, I don't yeah. think that would fly anymore. Yeah. And, and as well, it shouldn't. I mean, you could see, you know, her response of, Ew, it is totally appropriate because I was cringy. Like, really? Why are they asking her this stuff? It's ridiculous. Like, I don't know. Even if you even if you have a friend that you saw and and maybe you thought they got a boob job, you're not gonna come right out and be like, Did you get your boobs done? Like, it's just inappropriate, you know? I don't know. There's mm -hmm. just a line I think that people crossed with her and you know, I think it the media and the paparazzi really did contribute to her breakdown that sure. happened. I really do think that that it's not just, uh, she's just all messed up and going out and partying all the time. I really do think that that contributed to her breakdown. And, you know, you can make the argument, well, that's part of the job. But right. that doesn't discount the fact that it's annoying and intrusive and I didn't even think of like the literal annoyance. Like a lot of times she's walking out and paparazzi's going, she's covering her eyes. I always thought that was like, don't look at me, but that's more like all these flashes going off. I can't see. Also, a lot of times I could hear in that footage security going, back off, guys. Stop touching her. Stop yeah. touching her. You're hurting her. I heard that a couple times and it's like, God, they're grabbing her. They're touching her. You know, I know like. You know, it was kind of mentioned in this documentary, too, that, you know, shaving, shaving her head was because she was tired of people touching her hair. Like, what? oh, man, you know, oh. you're when you're constantly physically bothered by it, it's more than just annoyance. It, it It's kind of torturous to that individual, sure. you know? Yeah. And and it might make her feel a little unsafe. I, I guarantee her anxiety built from there yeah. you know 
No doubt. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's a fascinating documentary, and it's a nice, tight hour long. One thing I wanted to know is uh, the word count on how many times they said conservatorship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like was... if there's, oh, should should have done a drinking game. Oh, man, I would be dead. When they Alcohol say cons- poisoning. conservator or conservatorship, take conservatorship. a shot. Yeah. Should we move on to the lady in the Dale? All right. I just wanted to say I hope Brittany is doing well. I hope she can rise again i think she is a talented lady and i i would love to see her live someday that's something i've never gotten to do so she's uh she's talented and she's still hot good for her (laughs) it's britney bitch there goes the sexist stuff you can't say that (laughs) i'm canceled you're canceled lady in the dale but first uh quick message from honey you know we shop online all of us do you know how you can you go look for the promo codes? Yeah. You've done this. You got into checkout. You're like, ooh, I'm going to go see if I can find a... It's, yep. That's a pain in the ass. It is. But it doesn't have to be with Honey. Thanks to Honey, manually searching for the coupon codes. That's done. Don't need to do that anymore. Honey's a free browser extension. It scours the internet for promo codes, and it applies the best one. It'll find all of them, and it'll start cycling through them. Oh, cool. To find the best one for uh, your purchase. It works in over 30,000 stores online. Tech, gaming stuff, uh, pizza. Yeah. Just we save got some pizza. money on pizza. Yeah. Use I the clicked, honey plugin. Yeah. I clicked the easy button and he clicked the honey button. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you don't even have to click it, do you? No, no. Go to your. So when you go to checkout, uh, you click the honey button, it drops down. It'll actually tell you automatically to, if you want to apply coupons and finds a working coupon, it applies it. Bada bing, bada boom. So, you know, get you some honey. Go to join honey. Dot com slash married. It's free. You'll save money on just about everything. What did honey save you money on? Pizza, clothes, tech, gadgets. Yay. If you don't already have honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you're doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. Yay. Yay. So go to uh, joinhoney.com slash married. That's joinhoney.com slash married. The Lady in the Dale. Yeah. So, I had never heard about this story. I haven't either. At all. I haven't either. And I I saw, like, some sort of quick, you know, some list about the documentary series you need to watch. And one was Lady in the Dale. And not once did it mention, it mentioned how it was, like, this woman who might have been a scam artist trying to launch a three-wheeled car to combat General Motors, blah, 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 blah. I was like, well, that's interesting. They didn't mention anything about the fact that, oh, yeah, the woman is a transgender woman. Sure. Who in the 70s. Yeah. (laughs) Was fighting, you know, discrimination and a big corporate entity in General Motors. So can I just say that I think their idea about the Dale, the three-wheeled car and the excellent fuel economy. I think it was a good idea and I feel like someone should revive it and actually do it. I don't agree. Really? I think the three wheel thing is a bad idea just because like when they did the test run for the Japanese investors. Sure. And he yanked it and it flipped over a couple times or or, no, it rolled on its side and ground on the scrape against the ground. Sure. I mean, obviously it was not road test ready like that. You'd have to make it safe. You'd have to have anti-rollover, you know. Yes, but 
think of just general physics. Yeah. Like to keep that one wheel in the back from, you know, from making the car tip over too much. Yeah. God forbid you got to yank it to avoid running over a kid. There's got to be such high tech suspension and counter lever type balancing systems in that. That's, sure. That seems cost prohibitive to me. Well, maybe. I was an engineer for Ford for Were 15 you? years. Yeah, so I kind of you know. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and by Ford, I mean FJ or yeah. it's a little car company yeah. in Sweden. Sure. But uh, I just don't think that's feasible. I think four wheels is, it's been that way for a hundred years. I don't see that going anywhere, obviously, aside from. I mean, they have tricycle motors, and don't they have tri- like kind of tricycle cars too? Well, they have the trike. Yeah. Um, there's that motorcycle. I think it's called the Spider, the Cam Spider. Yeah. And that's two in the front, one in the back. Yeah, but I'm why can't sure. they do that with a sedan? I don't know because you think the Spider would be just as prone to problems yeah. because more so because you're a little bit your center of gravity is a little higher. Yeah. Granted, the engines down there, but I. I think it could work. I think it's probably a lot of, lot of money. I don't know. You just need some smart engineers involved. Maybe. But I don't know. It's kind of like, oh, maybe you could see Ow. that come to life for real. Maybe. That I don't know. Howie. But I think the documentary towed an interesting line between being sympathetic to her as yeah. a transgender woman fighting through this thing, but also not letting slide the fact that she was kind of a flam flim flam artist you right. know yeah she's kind of a scam a, artist yeah there's definitely a sketchy past there but you know in watching the the transgender aspect of the story you're kind of rooting for her to you know she lived her life as a woman yeah. and you know it's she's a little before her time in that regard but you know People, sh- I felt like people should be free to do that. If that is truly yeah. who they are in- on the inside and how they feel, like, I don't know why it's even a question, you know? Yeah, but, you know, 40, 50 years ago, true. that is, I mean, you yeah. saw the one reporter yep. who just was, I don't want to say obsessed, yeah, but he was, he was earning his paychecks covering yes. uh, Liz Carmichael, the Dale, yes. and the 20th Century Motors. I thought it was I I I was blown away, but not surprised when the last episode it was revealed that this Dick Carlson is Tucker Carlson's father, uh, who yeah. I think many would agree is probably not the most trans friendly, sure, among other things. But yeah, um, it was it was interesting how it was a nice it was a, I think this documentary was about there are no black and whites. There's there's a lot of gray. Yeah. Because you had you had the moments where the employees loved Liz Carmichael yeah. and they got behind her and they supported her and they wanted her and the company succeed. Yeah. But then you had the fact that she was uh, and her company were not giving people their deposits back. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you know, it, it seems like they made a good point to make uh, Liz Carmichael seem very loyal and dedicated to the people around her, whether that's her family or the people working for her. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, does not blink an eye to take some stranger's money. Sure. Yeah. It's interesting. And gosh, what a, what a crazy life. I like that they had a lot of the children interviewed. They're grown now, of course, but you know, they, that family was kind of a large family and they lived on the run a good majority 
I don't know how you their do time. That. I don't know how you do that either. And they had like four kids or something. I had, I think more than that, but I mean it wasn't and... it wasn't two. No. But you know they're they're moving around and it's not like they're moving around a lot legitimately. Right. They they're, are on the run hiding. They're, <laughs> they're on the run yeah. hiding with four or five kids or whatever. And you know Liz in the meantime is probably trying to f- scramble up some hormone shots here and there and sure. you know live life as a woman and yeah which i imagine that's not a cheap lifestyle to maintain i mean unless you go to mexico uh, uh well that that was part of it the the daughter yeah. did do that a few times go to mexico on yeah. her behalf so yeah i don't know it's it's a very interesting story i i had never heard about this car or any of it prior to this documentary. So it was kind of like, well, what? Oh, oh, okay. All right. You know who I think made out with this whole thing? Like a champ was the guy who invented the Dale and sold it to Liz and the company. Uh, Like he just sold it, got his money. Doesn't have to deal with any of the scandal or, you know, any of the lawsuits. Sure. (laughs) Yep. I don't know what he sold it for, but I don't know either, but he got out at the right time, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It was interesting how, and I don't know how prevalent this is in transgender relationships, how him and his wife, when he transitioned, stayed together and had a, a great relationship. I'm sure it was different, yeah. but still solid. Yeah. Um, and, and the dynamics changed in a way where, Aunt Viv, right? Isn't that what they called their mom? Yeah. Like Vivian, their biological mom. They called yeah. her Vivian or Aunt Viv. And yeah. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I suppose it's what everybody in the family is comfortable with. Yeah. I mean, it seemed in the story, too, that Liz was more maternal than Vivian, they mm. they talked fondly about how how much of a great mom she was. Yeah, you know, and so maybe maybe that's why you know they maybe Vivian didn't feel as maternal to them. I don't maybe, know. Yeah, maybe she herself didn't feel very maternal. But yeah, maybe not. So so and anything else on uh, the Lady in the Dale? It's now, on HBO Max, by the way. It's a good story. People should watch it. Yeah. No, it's it's a unique story. It's one that you it's one of those like, okay, I don't think we can check any more boxes to make this interesting. Right. <laughs> you got a transgender woman who's a got five thousand kids roving the country, <laughs> scamming people left and right, takes yeah. over a vehicle, tries to challenge a major motor company and uh fights the law, goes on the lamb again. I like that the documentary. Oh, and has a flower empire. Oh yeah, that's right. We forgot about the <laughs> the the flower selling empire. Yeah, I know because when they move to Austin, you figure, well, they're done. Yeah, but she's they're like going to live a quiet life. Yeah, no, she still found an opportunity. And, yeah, and and did well with it. And did well by the people working Absolutely. for her, according to the people they interviewed. Absolutely, who worked for her. Yeah, she took care of them. Yeah, I think it's just like. I think it's good, too, that you saw the whole journey. They started at the beginning and not just with the car and the Dale and everything after that. You know, they kind of started at, you know, the very beginning of this person's life and and, and through the duration of of her life. And, yeah, it is an interesting tale. And, you know, 
she probably got a lot of press and stuff during the scandalous times, but I think this documentary does do a good job of showing that kind of stuff, that she was a good mom, that she she took care of her employees, that they they actually liked working for her. Right. You know? Yeah. In all of her endeavors. So. Yeah. So uh, if you're looking for a, a good, quick documentary, check out, check out the Britney Spears thing. That is on, I think, Hulu or FX, but... Uh, a good long-form thing is the uh, Lady in the Dale on HBO. Go check them out. That's going to do it for Married with Channels for this week. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends. Share. Share. Give us a good review. And go to, go to joinhoney.com slash married to get your free Honey plug-in. Save some money while you're shopping online. Money. Until next time, I am Moose. And I'm Jody. Later. Bye.